You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if we happen to be moms, be the best moms ever and maintain our sanity while we do it. This is going to be an episode for all ladies today because we all in some way or another have been in this area. It's going to be very interesting how we are dealing with our health, how we're dealing with our mental health, and specifically those of us who have issues. Maybe you have an autoimmune uh, disorder. Maybe you are dealing with a chronic illness. People don't really talk about the mental aspect that goes on behind the scenes of dealing with these conditions. So today we are going to be talking with Catherine House. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes. And Catherine is what is called a trauma-informed holistic nurse. So I have tons of questions for you because this is something that I can personally relate to and a lot of the listeners as well. But the first question that I have is what actually is a trauma-informed holistic nurse? I want to make sure we all understand that. Mm -hmm. It's a great question. So I am a conventionally trained registered nurse. I went to nursing school. I sat for my licensure exam, but then I went to go on and get my own training afterwards Mm. because I really wanted to be more skilled um, at helping people beyond just medication and conventional treatments. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. That's a term that until I met you, I personally had never heard before. My training, like uh, my college degree, is in nursing, and I got my license as a registered nurse. So that lets me practice as a nurse in multiple states. But mm-hmm. I wanted to get more training to be able to help patients that had a history of trauma. So, mm-hmm. trauma informed approaches to care. Um, you're operating under the assumption that anybody could have experienced trauma. We may or may not know that, but we want to be able to treat them in a way where we're not re-traumatizing them, where they Mm. can feel safe, um, where they can feel included in their care. So that's that part. And then holistic nursing is a specialty of nursing where we focus on alternative and complementary therapies. And we're really focused on addressing like the whole person, uh, mental health, emotional, physical, spiritual, all tied together. Wow, that is incredible. That's so interesting. And I think it's great what you're doing because it gets people grounded mentally, especially if they do have a diagnosis, like something that they're going to have to manage, you know, for the rest of their lives. I feel like that's something really important, um, you know, for us to to be able to do. So that's just a little bit about your um, professional background, but I'd love to know a little bit more. So what type of environments have you actually worked in? You know, like a lot of registered nurses, I started in the hospitals. I worked night shift, you know, I had eight to 10 patients that I was taking care of um, in an acute setting. I worked rehab, long-term care. I even taught high school for a while, a health career Mm. course. Um, I did pediatric high-tech care in homes. And most recently, I was a hospice nurse. Oh, wow. So you really have had it just kind of all around in a couple different areas or several different areas. That's great. I have to say, I feel like I think it's great that nurses and I have a lot of nurse friends, it's when you work in the hospital, and I, I, this is just from like an outside perspective, I feel like you get the whole shebang, like anything that can possibly happen, go wrong. You experience that, you know? So what was your, what was it like for you working in the hospital? Yeah, it's a very important, I call it kind of like an initiation mm-hmm. healthcare, 
because it's messy and it's chaotic. And like you said, you see everything, you're handling um, emergencies, all ages, all diagnoses, different treatments. It's a fast paced environment and it's a great place to learn. Mm-hmm. But I recognized for me, it wasn't the place that I wanted to practice forever. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting to transition to these other settings, like doing long-term care or pediatric home care or hospice. And you see people at a different point on this continuum or on their journey of health. Like in the hospital, when you send people home and you discharge them, you don't always know where you're sending them to. So when mm. I worked home health, I got to see the other side of that. Mm, that's nice. So you kind of really got that great picture. I just want to say shout out to all of the healthcare workers, the nurses. I mean, you guys are the backbone of the community. You know what I mean? Especially right now during this time. I mean, it is just you guys are so important. And I personally appreciate all the work that you guys do. And I just feel like nurses really need their their just due or their recognition for I mean, this is serious stuff that you guys you saving lives like that's a real superhero. Um, really, it is. You're kind. You have to care about people. To to survive as a nurse in today's healthcare environment, you have to really care or it's it's tough out there. Right. Wow, that's incredible. Um, so you started your company and your company is called Chronic Wellness Collective. Mm-hmm. And what is the the mission of your company and how is it helping others? Yeah, so that that's actually a branch of my whole coaching practice. And mm-hmm. about three years ago, um, working in the wellness space, so I transitioned out of conventional medicine hospital care to work as a nurse coach independently in private practice. And for those that are familiar with coaching and other wellness practices, mm-hmm. um, they're not really covered by insurance. So they're very expensive. They're not accessible to everybody, even those that really need it and would benefit from it, having to pay hundreds or thousands of dollars out of pocket right. doesn't work for everybody. So I got the idea to start a nonprofit in conjunction with some other nurse coaches. And that's how mm. the Product Wellness Collective started. We were essentially a nonprofit. And our mission was and still is to make coaching, health coaching and community Um, available to women who have chronic illness in a way that's affordable and accessible by being online and virtual. And so we decided to transition out of a nonprofit because there's some murky waters there with your funding and and donations. And we decided Mm -hmm. better to have a different business structure, but we've still been able to carry on that same, that same mission. That is awesome. So what type of chronic illnesses are you helping uh, women manage? Yeah, we have a large majority of women that come to us with autoimmune disease because mm-hmm. that's kind of my background and my specialty. So mm-hmm. rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel diseases, like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, Hashimoto's and other thyroid disorders. Raise his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and these are so prevalent today, especially in the United States. And women are just craving um, information and support. And how do I navigate this? Because a new diagnosis is incredibly overwhelming, but then also mental health diagnoses like anxiety, depression, bipolar, borderline, all these things fall under that umbrella of chronic illness. Wow. So if you will, then let's say I was coming into your practice, you know, um, into your setting, into your business, you know, what is like a kind of day in the life? What can a client or, um, 
is someone expect, you know, what, like how, how would you, what would be your approach to assisting me with my new, I, let's say I just recently got diagnosed with Hajimoto's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the very beginning, when I started as a nurse coach, I just worked with people one-on-one because I really wanted to connect with people deeply hear their stories Mm -hmm. and then be able to provide feedback that was personalized to them and their diagnosis and their current symptoms. But what I found when I worked with people one-on-one was I was hearing a lot of the same themes, a lot of the same stories, a lot Mm. of the same stressors, same experiences in the medical system. And I was like, this is important for women to hear that they are not alone, that they're not Mm -hmm. the only person that's had this experience, that the stress and trauma that may have led to their symptoms is experienced by other women that have the same diagnosis. And so over time, it's evolved. I started running group programs, which would run for a specific amount of time. You know, people would come to me for eight weeks and I'd walk them step-by-step, you know, 10 to 12 women together Mm -hmm. instead of telling them the same information individually, which costs a lot more money and time. I could tell them all it together and Mm -hmm. then they could share with one another, you know, their own experiences. And now it's evolved even farther than that. Um, Mm -hmm. I still work with people one-on-one. I still have group programs, but we actually have a very large community of women that now can just interact with each other. Maybe they've worked with me. They've gone through my programs. They've Mm -hmm. learned a lot and they're able to turn around and teach and coach and encourage other women that are maybe, you know, a little bit newer on this journey with a diagnosis. And now they can say, Hey, that was me six months or a year ago, but look where I am now. And so it's really cool to have this whole network of support, not just me, you know, as a clinician with a patient or client. You know what, that is actually incredible. And I'll tell you why, because when you're figuring things out with a new diagnosis, you know, um, it's nice to have that camaraderie because you do feel very alone. Like I have this and, and why do I have this? How did I get it? And, and then as far as the trauma part, you know, like what you're saying, I, and, and correct me and insert here, but I feel like what I'm understanding from your business model is you also help people deal with maybe when they were getting diagnosed, it was a traumatic experience. Maybe they had a doctor that did not listen. Maybe they had to go for several tests and, and people said they didn't need the test or, you know, they had a really push or maybe something was overlooked. So mm-hmm. being able to chat with other women about that and say, hey, this is what worked for me. You know, um, they learn from you, but then afterwards they have that support system of, Hey girl, you know, I'm here in the trenches with you. I have the same diagnosis. You know, I saw this person and and they were able to help me with this or that, or, you know, things like that. I mean, that's so important. That's so important for health. It's so important, even pregnancy, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like knowing that having a, a, a community like that. So kudos to that. Um, Now, you have another part of your business, which you kind of touched on, that is called um, autoimmune resolution. Mm -hmm. And and that, again, kind of touches home for me because that whole Hajimoto's autoimmune, all of that is kind of, there's a lot of things that kind of blend in together, you know, with those conditions. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? And I recall you had a post that mentioned you know, sickness is a part of your body being able to go into repair mode. And that kind of fascinated me. Mm -hmm. And could you explain what you meant in that post a little bit more? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this was a really exciting revelation for me mm -hmm. or uh, educational opportunity for me because having practiced as a nurse, well, first of all, being a patient with autoimmune disease mm -hmm. for 17 years now, um, I always instinctively knew that there was a, a, a connection between trauma and illness. Yeah. And I didn't have the science to prove it or back it up, but it was just like this knowing. And the more clients I worked with, the more I saw the same patterns that specific types of stress resulted in specific diagnoses, but I, I didn't have the authority to, you know, diagnose it or name it. Um, mm -hmm. But I found in the past couple of years, um, this very interesting work of, of a doctor named Dr. Homer. I always encourage people to, to Google with a grain of salt. <laughs> Not right. everything about him is positive, but he really did this amazing job of helping us understand um, how the body is constantly trying to help us survive by adapting to our environment. Mm -hmm. So when we perceive a threat, maybe we grew up in a very chaotic home. Uh, maybe we experienced something this may be triggering, but like abuse or assault, or maybe we just have a really stressful job at work where we feel like we can never keep up. Uh, even if we're mentally handling these situations with resilience, sometimes our subconscious is still picking up this threat and it's, it's mm -hmm. actually creating changes in our body to adapt, to help us better handle the stress. Right. And in that state of stress, we actually don't have any symptoms. We're actually pretty healthy. We feel pretty energetic. We've got stress hormones in our body, like cortisol and adrenaline that are helping us, you know, confront this stress. But when the stress passes or resolves or the trauma starts to heal, or we remove from a traumatic environment, our body can kind of like calm down and go into healing mode. It mm -hmm. feels safe. This is when we can suddenly be hit with this like crippling fatigue, full body pain, low thyroid function, adrenal compromise, digestive disturbances, headaches, and all of these things we think mean something is wrong, that we are sick. They're mm -hmm. actually signs that the body finally feels safe and is healing and repairing these adaptations that were created during the time that we are under stress. So it's like a totally new way of looking um, at the body. Mm -hmm. But once we really understand the science, it's so freeing from the old idea of like, you just wake up one day and you have autoimmune disease and there's nothing you can do about it. Does that right, make <laughs> right. That definitely does. And, um, you know, that kind of, there was a point and I can't remember if I was led to this information from your post or from somewhere else, but, you know, I recently learned that Hajimoto's cause I was diagnosed. I mean, I had just stepped out of teenager, like when I was diagnosed, which is very young, mm -hmm. like it, it usually does not creep up at those ages. It's very rare that that happens. Mm -hmm. And I found out in some reading that I was doing that a lot of the times, you know, if you're a child is in a trauma field, environment, then they could have, you know, develop this type of issue. And like you said, this is due information that's coming out now. And I went, man, it, it makes sense. Do I have all this scientific evidence to prove it? No. And, and do I need it all? No. You know, I have the condition, you know, just deal with it and move on. But it's interesting to know. And you said something else that I really appreciate and I'm keying in on is, you know, the nurses, like you said, you know, you talk with so many women, you know, over the years with their different conditions and you worked in the hospital. And one thing that I found that nurses are so great at is 
you know the day-to-day and what got to that point because you've had all these conversations. You know what I mean? When you see a patient, just like you said, you know, you were talking with all these women and then they all said, well, this happened, this happened, and this happened. Mm-hmm. Those are the dots that I think a lot of times science misses because, you know, it's very... um mathematical. Here are the test results here. This, which of course, that's like the most of it. That's like, you know, 80% of it. (laughs) But like, what about that other percentage of, you know, what led up to that point? And this is really why I think you as a nurse doing this, your insight is um, just, there's no comparison. You know what I mean? You're kind of bringing the whole picture full circle. So this is really fascinating to me. I've been excited about interviewing you for so long. Um, So if you could, please, could you give us now, so we kind of went through, you know, what happens when someone comes to you? What about three mental coping tips that we could just share today with everyone um, that are good for people who've recently had an autoimmune diagnosis. Yeah. So this is so important. Like I would say 90% of the work I do with my clients is focused on that mental coping. Cause like you said, a chronic illness diagnosis is very traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't have trauma before, you definitely will have. To <laughs> yeah. That's and, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's really tied to the fear and the kind of shame and guilt that surround chronic illness, like the fear of what disability I might have in the future or the Mm -hmm. guilt of not being able to do everything I used to do, not be able to keep up, especially mothers. The mom guilt is so real when you have chronic illness. That's, you know, a large part of who I work with. And so what I try to provide through my programs and my coaching, first of all, is just knowledge because Mm -hmm. knowledge takes away fear. It helps us understand like, when I can help people understand why certain traumas led to certain symptoms, it takes away that blame that they did something wrong or it's mm-hmm. all a big mystery. It starts to make sense. And when something makes sense, we can have some more control over it. Um, with that knowledge piece, I think the second part, it's really important if we can to learn to not identify with our diagnosis. In the beginning, it's important. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's what we Google. It's what we research. It's how we connect and find doctors and treatment. But over time, if we can have less identity associated with our diagnosis, it'll have less control over us. And we can start to have that holistic perspective. Like I'm a whole person. I'm still interesting. I'm yeah. still I just also happen to have these symptoms. Um, And the final third one is like what I was talking about with the networks in my coaching groups is support, 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 sharing your story, not feeling like you have to stay quiet about it, learning healthy ways to communicate about it, like with your partner, with your family, with your employer, your friends. So you don't have to feel like I just I've spent a lot of time feeling like the weirdo that everybody had to accommodate. And I had to learn that I don't need to be ashamed of it. It's it is what it is, you know, right. finding a supportive network that I can talk about with helps my mental health a lot. That is great. I think those are three great tips. So the number one tip was knowledge, making sure. I mean, I agree with that 100%. I, I kind of became like a mad woman, you know, like getting all this information, but it helps. And I'm like, okay, I, I know what to do and, and how to take care of myself. And that led me to become a healthier person. So I'm, I'm grateful in certain ways, because if I had kept on the track that I was on, I might not have got what I 
have now, but I can guarantee you I would have had some heart disease, probably diabetes at this point with the amount of sugar I was eating. So, you know, you just have to kind of be thankful and take it that knowledge. And then the second one that you mentioned was, you know, not being just labeling yourself. You know, I have this and I can't, you know, we can kind of get sucked into that thought. You know, I have this, I can't do anything. And, and you know, this is just me. And, you know, I'm never going to be the same. No, you know, you, there's a lot of normalcy that we can still maintain, you know, even when we have these chronic illnesses and then the support, the support is so huge. Being open um, with your family and friends, you know, I'm pretty open about my stuff, you know, and I think it's, it's helpful for, you know, when, when necessary to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for that. So, Um, I think we touched on a lot of the things that I I wanted to discuss with you today. Um, And the other thing that I wanted to ask you is just a couple little points here Um, for you. What has kind of been the best thing that you've experienced Um, now that you're doing this, you have a very active social media, um, you know, where you're sharing a lot of mental health tips, a lot of um, coping tips for autoimmune and all types of diseases. What rewards, you know, are you getting? What feedback are you getting? It's funny, just asking me that question, I feel very emotional inside. because I think I was diagnosed when I was 18 with ulcerative colitis. And Mm. that was before social media. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody else that had what I had. I didn't know what my future was going to look like. I felt like all my goals and dreams were dashed to pieces. Mm-hmm. It was very isolating, very scary, very shameful. And so to see like how my life has evolved over the past 17 years and my whole purpose and outlook has kind of changed. And I've been able to support other women along the way and they've turned around and supported other women and they've turned around and supported other women. At any time I get feedback from a client that they feel hope, that they feel less alone, that they feel less afraid. I know it's cliche, but like, that's what keeps me going. And that's Mm -hmm. what keeps me from a business perspective going, how can I scale this thing to help more people? Because I want more and more and more and more people to just, I just want to reduce the stigma that surrounds mental illness and physical illness and, you know, autoimmune disease. And just let this be something that we can talk about and normalize instead of having it be this quiet, shameful thing it was, you know, when I was a teenager. So yeah, the Mm -hmm. reward is every single person who I'm able to have an impact with and then watch them turn around and have an impact for somebody else. Wow, that's incredible. Well, congratulations on all your successes and with all the women that you've been able to help with all the information. I really want to encourage you guys to please go ahead and follow on Instagram. The information will be in the description um, of this episode and let everyone take a look. So right here, we have Nurse Coach Catherine on Instagram. That is where you want to follow, ladies. And, you know, it has all her information there. And it also has has the links to your other pages, which is Chronic Wellness Collective and Autoimmune Resolution. And you just have so many really nice, encouraging quotes. I really like your stories and you've done some IG lives and some interviews on different topics um, in this area. So definitely, definitely, definitely give this page a follow. Check it out. Um, Now, you do have... um, 
I really like your 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 um your uh, graphics that you put. And the one that I liked, where did it go? Yes. Okay. This one right here, this is one of your recent ones that you just put up this week. And it says, guys, your job is not to force other people to respect your boundaries. Your job is to manage your response when they don't. Mm -hmm. And that for me is something that I am working on, you know, um, and I just felt like that quote that you have right here on your Instagram is just so great. So that's the type of things you're going to be getting from Mm -hmm this Instagram in conjunction with, you know, um, medical information and information on specific, um, health issues as well. Well, I have really enjoyed our sit down. I want to thank you so much for sharing all that information on your amazing business and yeah, just really, really incredible. Thank you so much for being here. This has been a joy. This is so much fun. Thank you, Clary, for having me. <laughs> All right, ladies, thank you so much for listening to Work It, Mommy. Have a great day, and we'll see you in the next episode.